information. All right? Sue me. I don't care. I don't care. It's a true story, though. There's countless reports around the world of people remembering their past lives, who they've been, kids that with no idea what Chicago looks like would draw Chicago outside from a view from an outside window of like a seventh floor building and they were always afraid of heights and, and uh, closed spaces. Turns out that the kid had a past life of a woman that died in a fire. She tried to jump out the window and then she, she died, you know? It's true, we do come back, but it's like, there's a woman out there, well, she's dead now, but she was, her name is Dolores Cannon. And she said that she gave a bunch of people, like thousands and thousands of people, hypnotized past life regressions. So they'd be unconscious and they'd be talking from their subconscious to her and they would all describe the same thing, yada, yada, yada. You choose who you're going to be when you're born. You choose your parents, you choose your name, all that shit. How's that possible? If you think about it, when you're dead, your spirit, you're in the other like realm, right? Flow with me for a second, I'm going somewhere with this. So you're floating there in your realm, that realm is all-knowing, so there's no time there. Everything exists all at once, so you know everything that's happened already and everything that's going to happen to the rest of the human race, like forever. But when you're down here in the body, you kind of lose touch with that. You have a little bit connection with that shit, but you kind of lose touch with it. Like if you tried hard enough, you could pick out the right deck from a deck of cards. I mean, right card from a deck of cards without knowing where the card is. Like true magic, like real, real, real magic. You'll be able to I've done it, you know, I'm telling you. So when you are up there, there is no time. Everything exists all at once. So you're all knowing, you know, every single person on the planet, you know, everything that they think, you know, everything that they feel, how they would raise their kid if they had one, what they would name their kid if they had, because you know everything. It's all the information is there. So you clearly choose to jump into wherever you want at that particular kid's birth, so to speak. That's how you choose your parents, stuff like that. So if a parent of a kid were really strict and they always taught him manners, they slapped him in his hand when he reached for the first piece of food at the table, maybe they said grace, maybe they didn't. However it is, other people's parents didn't even have grace, didn't even have dinner. They ate you know, popcorn over a train car fire. You know what I mean? Because that's where they do, you know, homeless people living in a train car. It depends on how you were raised is how you are, right? I was trying to tell my kid this the other day about karma. She was like... I was trying to teach her that, you know, if you do good shit, and good shit will come back to you. If you do bad shit, and bad shit will come back to you. If you wake up every day saying, this sucks, I hate my life, then so shall your life suck every day because you're programming the trillion cells that are in your body that make up who you are to do that thing. They don't know the difference between right or wrong, left or right, nothing. They're just there. They're just there. So whatever you tell them to do is what they're going to do, essentially, you know? The environment that you put them in, so to speak, and that's controlled by your mind, your perception. So I always try to tell, do good shit, man. It's going to, you know, wake up in the morning and have three reasons to be glad to be here. <clears throat> and the rest of your day will be filled with gratitude, no matter what happens. You could break your leg and you'd be like, oh, thank God, I didn't have to walk to work today. You know, like, some shit like that. So, this is a good example of this in the restaurant industry is what happened the other day. I noticed this, and it all started with one guy making a to-go container Carlos, my man Carlos, making a to-go container of corn, spinach, mashed potatoes, and a portion of chicken, the roasted chicken that we have. And it looks good. Like I, I, The reason I noticed it is I'm walking by and I was like, this guy's frying chicken. I'm right, putting it in a to-go container. At first I thought it was like he was like 
late on it and somebody really needed it really badly but then I'm like why would they need it to go really badly you know it's not that serious and then I looked over at the containers he was placing the chicken on top of the containers with all those sides underneath and I was like god damn that shit looks like a good fucking plate like I would destroy that right now I happen to be hungry at the moment but whatever so then I walk by I say nothing about it and this is the thing okay I'm not one of those chefs that has a power trip anybody that works with me could attest to that I do not abuse my power I do not sway my power in any way except maybe to get laid but that's just for me that's nothing to do with you or food like you know what I mean I'm sorry if I was going to do it I was going to do it anyway whether it was a chef or not it was just taking me longer if I wasn't so <laughs> some people like you know what is that you're drinking that iced tea over there what is that iced tea did you tell did you ask me permission to drink that iced tea you piece of shit like that's abuse of power I would never say that I don't give a fuck about iced tea that doesn't even come out of my cost I would, however, ask you what you're doing making food to go without a ticket in front of the whole staff to see. Because if I let that slide, if I walk by you and just don't say anything, what the staff is going to think, oh, cool. And then the next time I walk by, it's going to be one guy making chicken, another guy making himself a lobster tail a la fondue with some fucking truffle butter. You know, why not? Let's see how far we could push this. The third guy just be eating a long bone steak, just holding it by the bones. You know, the fucking... What's up, medium rare? It's not, it's not even overcooked. What are you doing? I don't know, fucking this guy. Carlos made a chicken the other day, so I'm figuring out the long bone. That's really how it goes. So what I, do, what I like to do is if I see something that shouldn't be going on, I ask them, what's, what's this for? And then if they give me shit for it, I'll pull them to the side later and I'll be like, look, I'm not having a power trip. But one, I can't have the staff watching you do whatever the fuck you want without me saying anything. That's ridiculous. And two, if a manager or a different manager or a chef or, God forbid, corporate was to walk by... And to see you making this chicken for yourself. Or they were to ask you where you're making it for. You're not going to lie to them, right? So you're going to tell them it's for you. And they would come up to me and be like, Chef, did you know that Carlos or so-and-so is making chicken for himself? And I would be like, no, I didn't. I would look like an asshole. You would look like an asshole. And now the entire restaurant looks like an asshole. Just because I didn't know. Now, if I had known, and I probably would lie to corporate if that happened. I'd be like, yes, of course. I allowed him to make it because he hooked me up the other day. Yada, yada, yada. Then I would go and beat the shit out of Carlos. But this wasn't the case here. So I come to Carlos, I'm like, what's this for? What's up, you got chickens to go? What's going on, dude? And he's like, oh, no, it's for the dishwasher. Then that's when I realized that the dishwashing gang does not like to communicate very much about who's coming in when. Because if, <laughs> they're all Muslim, all of them, right? So that's their religion. I'm, I'm, this is the reason I'm telling you this, is because I don't know how many Muslim holidays there are. I'm going to look it up. As soon as I'm done with this episode, I'm going to look up the, the amount of Muslim holidays. I'm going to have a big calendar at the dish station with all of the fucking Muslim holidays. Half holidays, demi-holidays, semi-holidays, diet holidays, whatever the fuck kind of holidays Muslims have, they're all going to be up there because shit's getting out of hand. At this point, I'm, I just call the dude. I was like, dude, and he picks up the phone too. I would at least think he would have his phone off. The other guy had his phone off. So I was like, all right, cool, fine. So there's one guy. Now we got one guy in 400 covers for a dishwasher, kind of tight. You know, I mean, would I shit the bed over it? No, but I mean, it's not easy, okay? So, like, <laughs> the one guy picks up the phone. I'm like, hey, Fierno. What the fuck is going on, Fierno? His name is Fierno. Like, fire, fear, no? What's up? Oh, I'm not there today. I was like, yeah, I could see that. That's why we're having this conversation. But what's going on? You're on the schedule, however. Oh. Oh. My grandma came over to my house today to help me cook. To what? You know you work in a restaurant, right? Like you work in a place where a bunch of people make money to pay their rent by cooking. 
so your grandma could save the time. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's a holiday, then he says. Now, I can't argue with holiday because today, nowadays, everyone's offended. They're they, them, him, shim, them, fim, fucking whatever it is, going to get offended because, God forbid, I don't know all the Muslim demi holidays, and I say, you're fucking lying, and then I go to jail. That's how it ends, okay? So I don't want to do that. So I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. So now I notice is this guy's alone. Now, this guy that's alone, a couple of guys call him LeBron because he's, like, super tall, super tall, and he kind of looks like LeBron James a little bit. <laughs> and, um, but uh, he's very, very humble very soft-spoken he looks at you like when he asks me for my card to clock clock in he goes hey chef can I have the card to clock in he's looking at me like he feels like I mean I know he is he's looking at me like a freaking lion or like a giant elephant looks at like a little cat and needs something from the cat but doesn't want to kill the cat because why the fuck am I gonna kill shit today so he's just asking the cat for his clocking card hey cat can I have this clocking card so I can go start working? But the look that he's giving me is like, I could kill you in a second. And he probably could by like, like the, just, just taking his palm of his hand and just swashing me like a bug. He's huge. This guy's fucking enormous. I was walking down the street with this dude. We did the garbage one time. And this is where I'm getting to with this. Him and I did the garbage one time. I'm coming back and there's these like two hoodlum looking motherfuckers coming at us, right? Now I have my switchblade in my pocket. So if they said anything, started anything, blinked the wrong way, that split say would be out and in the guy's throat or in his lung or in his kidney, in his whatever, bladder, whatever the fuck you want to put it. You know what I mean? So I wasn't worried, but I was like, I don't want to get into an altercation. And I feel like they probably would have said some shit had I been alone. It's just one of those things. It was Saturday night. People were drunk. This dude's walking next to me. They looked at me. They looked at each other like we're gonna do some shit. Then they noticed that I was with LeBron and then they just kept it moving. They didn't even fucking stop, slow down, nothing. They didn't change pace, they didn't switch gears, they just went. And the guy looks at me, LeBron, after, and he just starts laughing. And he knew why I was looking at him. I was like, yo, thanks, bro. And he just starts laughing. So the guy obviously knows some shit. He's seen some shit, but he's very, very soft-spoken, very, very respectable, doesn't fucking say anything to anyone, just does his shit. Amazing, amazing employee. So when I noticed that Carlos was making the food for this guy, I started noticing other things. Just like I would say if Carlos was making food for himself, everyone would think that it's okay. They saw Carlos bring this food to said dishwasher, realized what I had realized is that they didn't communicate on the holidays, whatever, he's by, he's by himself. And everyone, and I do mean every single person on that fucking line that was a runner, not servers because they're pieces of shit, Fuck you guys. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love everyone. I'm just, they, they just didn't know. Okay, They would have helped if they had known, actually. I guarantee you they would have. Really. They, they, took, they helped him out in one way or another. So some guy brought back plates. Some guy washed the uh, metal things for the, for the bread. A third guy like, brought plates back to him. Carlos made him food, and he kept taking the garbages out. I took a couple garbage bins to the back, and then I told him he doesn't have to do the garbage. Save it for the guy in the morning, because that was my contribution, because they'll blame it on me. Because I was the closing chef. They'll be like, you fucking son of a bitch. Why didn't you make the garbage? And I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. That was it. That's what I, I mean. Yeah, it was not a lot. I didn't do as much as I could have done, should have done. But my shoulder was hurting and go fuck yourself. <laughs> and this is, the, this is what I'm doing. This is my contribution right now, what I'm bringing to you. When you're listening to this right now, this is what I'm talking about. The reason that they did that for him is not because they saw Carlos do it. It's because they saw Carlos do it and then looked at the person that was working by himself, quiet, hard and didn't say a fucking word to anyone he's never done any of them favors he doesn't know anybody he doesn't save their lives although he did save my life that one time <laughs> but you know what i mean so but they all helped him because why 
because he exudes positivity everywhere he goes. Everywhere he goes, he is nice, he's humble, he's gentle, even though he could kill you at any second. And everyone, and I say, I repeat myself, every, part, every single person in that kitchen helped that guy. At the end of the day, he even made a joke. I was like, listen, from now on, I'm just going to fucking have one person on. This is, you're finished earlier than they, they, you would be with two people, three people, because everyone helped you out. And that makes my labor look good. That makes everyone happy. That makes corporate stay the fuck out of the building. But the point is, is that if you're a dick, like Fatir, no one's going to help you because you're a dick. But if you're nice and humble, you don't have to do anyone favors. You just have to be nice and humble. The world, the universe will send you helpers because you're not a dick. Feel me? If you work in the restaurant in New York City, you have a lot of different rules than everyone else does in the rest of the country. This is 86 giving a shit, by the way, where I talk about my experience in the restaurant industry and everything I've been through and uh, how I feel about those things. Most of these stories are literally taken from days in the past, like 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 few days in the past. Some of them I you know regress a little bit further, but all of these things that I say on here happened. I don't use real names. I don't use names of restaurants. So try to avoid any lawsuits. But if I'm talking about you, just know that it's only you that knows this because of the fact, you know? So if you go flipping out on me on the shift the next day, everybody will know that it was you that I was talking about. You know what I mean? So just, just keep it cool. Just tell me on the, on the side low and I'll t- remove the episode. I've done it before. Anyway, so let's talk about, uh, let's talk about uh, the rules that we have in the restaurant industry in New York versus everyone else. First of all, there's something called the letter grading system. The letter grading system is something that the restaurant gets because they're in New York and there's so many people and a lot of people want to eat restaurants. And I'm pretty sure you can go to a sing- one restaurant every day. If you went to a restaurant every single day in New York, like one a day, you wouldn't be finished for like like 100 years or some shit. There's a lot of places. So places get these letter grades from the health department, which comes and inspects your shit. And then you get an A, you get a B or a C or an F. You know, F is obviously you're shut down. C, no one's really going to come into your restaurant and eat. B, probably like 20% of the people will come in and eat. But basically, if you want to make money in the restaurant industry in New York City, you have to have an A in the window. You know what I mean? So the company I work for now is a large company with a lot of restaurants. And we have A's hanging in our windows. But they don't come easy. So back in the day, or still now to this day, what happens is this. You get inspected once a year. Every 12 months, an inspector comes and inspects your shit. If you pass the inspection with an A off the bat, you, you know, it comes back a year later. If you don't pass the inspection with an A, which, by the way, I think four or five, I want to say four restaurants that I've worked in, have been inspected multiple times. And never, not once, not ever, ever, ever have they gotten an A on the first re-inspection. So... It just doesn't happen because the way the system is set up, it is almost impossible for you to get an A unless you devote most of your day into maintaining those standards and having the procedures for when the health department instructor or health inspector shows up. So like when the health inspector shows up, we used to have a code word in another restaurant that I worked called uh, 86 Tofu. It was a steakhouse. So we would say 86 Tofu and that's everybody knew that the inspector was in the house and to do immediate um, inspector procedures, which is 
throw out the Bernays. Any food that is not in the oven and that is sitting on the racks to put in the oven.